You're listening to The New Leaf Project, sharing stories from instigators, innovators, planters and starters from across Canada. My name is Elle. And I'm Jared. And you are listening to The New Leaf Project. Thanks so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. Today we have got an interview with Kyle Rudge from Geekdom House. Jared, why don't you tell us a little bit about your interview with Kyle? Well, I'm really excited about this one, Elle, because... Uh, I mean, I have been sort of a minor class geek, uh, for a while. I like things like Star Wars. I've watched all the Star Trek movies, uh, but I'm not. So that classifies, that's just minor? Just minor. It's pretty minor. Like, I, um, because I don't dress up. I don't, I haven't joined a a Starfleet or anything like that. And you can, you can always get me on trivia and things like that. So none of that is, I'm not, I'm not as into it, but I'm raising sons who really, really are. And, uh, uh, what I love about this interview is that I think Kyle is on to probably one of the, um, the, the, the largest demographic trends and shifts going on in, in, in Canadian culture, North American culture, Western culture, um, for instance, uh, things like video games, you think, oh, that's just kids in their basement playing, uh, but they are bigger than, uh, than movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I never knew that, but as an industry, so much larger and their, their releases are so much larger. And I, I didn't know all of this stuff about geek culture. We have a comic convention, uh, uh, here in Saskatoon that I went to and it's doubled in size every year that it's been running. I think it's in its third or fourth year now. And, uh, like I've just been, my sons have really just introduced me. Uh, to this whole new world. And what I love is that Kyle has a missionary response to this. Um, and uh, so it's t- to me, his story is so important, so fascinating. And uh, what's really also kind of funny is I'm, I'm, I'm driving to Winnipeg uh, this weekend. So you're going to be hearing this on Monday. So I've already done this, but I'm driving to Winnipeg uh, this weekend with my sons and we're going to meet Kyle uh, for the first time, he's kind of a minor celebrity around my house after my sons listened to an early version of this podcast. They are so excited to meet him. That's amazing. I, I'm kind of excited for you, the listeners at home, to meet Kyle Rudge. Well, let's get into it then. This is the interview with Kyle Rudge on Geekdom House. We're here with Kyle Rudge from the Geekdom House. Now, your official title is not just Kyle Rudge. You are your commander. No, I'm Admiral. 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 Sorry, I wanted, I couldn't tell by the stripes in your arm. I couldn't read that. So, uh, you're Admiral Kyle Rudge from the Geekdom House. Now, I... I encountered you online. You've got a great website where you guys write a lot about you write about everything. I mean, anime, video games, comics, uh, sci-fi, fantasy, you name it, it's in there. Yeah. And uh so so that was a that was a great discovery for me. I I am a uh I don't know, I would I'd be like a uh private geek. I'm not like admiral <laughs> level. At you, haven't, all. you haven't quite got the, the lieutenant rank. No, yet. no, not even close. No. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> 
Well, we 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 picked those because um, we felt that like president or founder or we're all just like everybody has that. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're like, if we could make up our own titles, what would it be? Why not, yeah. Admiral? Why not? <laughs> so, um, Geekdom House had a beginning. Yep. Um, so tell me a little bit about the origin story of Geekdom House. Ah, the origin story. Well, uh, my wife and I, we've been, well, I think I was a geek longer than she was, but, uh, even though she's older than me. So I think I, right. I think it was a sexually transmitted disease to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So after we got married, no, uh, what happened was, uh, we were part of a, a church small group for, 10 plus years. We loved it. Okay. Uh, the fellowship, the community, everything was great. Um, but we found ourselves feeling like we wanted more. Both my wife and I have, right. have degrees. We wanted something deeper, intellectually stimulating. And the the small group stuff, curriculum, was typically watch like an Andy Sandley sermon, which mm-hmm. Andy's great. Yeah. Um, but then you answer like yes or no type questions at the end. Of right. Like, you know, right. and it's just like Jesus. You know, that's, right. the, answer. that's the answer. Answer to every question. Yeah. yeah. And, and we wanted like a, a deeper, richer, mm-hmm. more challenging conversation. And we found that when we watched certain television shows, those questions raised, and then allowed us to like really challenge our faith deeply. Like, mm-hmm. where do we stand on like? You know, a topic of abortion is already controversial, but what happens if the human species is incredibly limited? And and now that adds a different element to that right. same conversation. Mm-hmm. Have we thought it through this way? And what does that mean in our faith? And it was just this incredible, we would totally go through the whole gamut of things and really start to dig into right. who we were, who we were in Christ. And so we wanted to, we figured maybe we're not the only ones. That right. like that. <laughs> right. That yeah. Like that. Yeah. And so um, we don't ever want to, we didn't ever want to like just be like, okay, that's it. Start something and, and just go yeah. full force. We wanted to test it first to see if we were not the only ones. And yeah. so we invited eight people that we knew, um, most of them from Geek Persuasion and yeah. uh, most of them from Christian Persuasion, just okay. to be like, hey, we want to do a Bible study where we watch a television show. We go through the whole thing. And at the end, we kind of break it down. We overanalyze it, as geeks tend to do. And then we introduce our faith in the Bible to that topic and allow those conversations to happen. Mm -hmm. And so we started with... I wanted to start with Battlestar Galactica. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, that's a great, 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 great great solid It's so gritty, right? And it it deals with such. And and part of it, because I wanted to like, hey, I could write a book after this. And I could call it like the BSG BSG. So the Battlestar Galactica Bible Study Guide. And <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. That's so I'm brilliant. Like, I'm like, great title. And so I bring it to the group that we had. Uh, and they're like, no, we don't want to do BSG. We want to do Firefly. And so, okay. Well, it's shorter, right? <laughs> exactly. Less episodes. Less episodes. And, and For those that like, don't know what we're talking about, Firefly isn't a uh, company that makes uh, winter wear. It's also a television show by... Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. He did Avengers, yeah. and he's uh, he's pretty famous film director, television director, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that was his angel. He's done a lot, and he's he's kind of like quite the patron saint of geek in many ways. Right. He's he's very much look up to. Loved what he did. This show Firefly uh, didn't even last a full season. Right. It got uh, canceled. It got canceled uh, midway through the first season, and. Uh, 
what happened was after it got canceled is when it started to get popular. Right. And it started to get popular amongst like the the forums community on the internet way okay. back when, because this is 13, 15 years ago. Yeah. And with that, what was really interesting was that so many fans started to get more and more excited and more and more interested about this, that there was enough outcry for them to actually do a feature length movie to wrap up. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time it had ever been done. And the movie was semi-successful too. And so there's always this desire to see Firefly come back. And it's right. It's it's referenced, if you've ever seen the TV show Castle. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with that one. It's, it's, a, it's a crime drama. But the captain of the starship or the spaceship in Firefly is also one of the... He's the, the writer of Castle. He's Castle. Okay. And in almost every episode, there's a Firefly reference that oh, the diehard wow. Firefly fans may catch. Oh. And, and like, all the people that were in this show, like, we follow them through all these other shows that we get really excited when right. we see them in another yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> and so, anyways, we did this Bible study with okay. that. And, right, right, right. And uh, we had no idea if it was going to be any good. Um, at the end of each night, I had like a question seat. Was like, was this worth a while? <laughs> like, and, and yeah, like just okay. like standard yeah. questions of like, how can we do this differently? And and by the end of by the end of going through Firefly, we we seemed to have like a really good rhythm yeah. and started to really draw out conversations that became much more natural. We kind of figured out how to start these conversations, right. and, and we we talked to our small group leaders and said, hey, like I think it's time. Like we feel uh, for a while, my wife and I had kind of slid under the radar of serving in our church and and we kind of felt like it was time for us to step out of that and mm-hmm. and so with their blessing we started a whole new small group we got another couple to to help us lead it yep and with that we wanted not only to just do bible study and and you know kind of right. the internal thing we instituted the mission statement of to love and serve the nerd and geek community. Okay. We don't ever want it to just be about us. So I I I don't want to keep slowing you down but but uh for my listeners, yep. what is the distinction between a nerd and a geek? <laughs> um, probably in today's society, they're pretty close to synonymous. Okay. Um, typically, a nerd would be somebody who is loves like uh, math, uh, the hardware of a computer, building right. the computer. Um, in general, that would be that. A geek would be somebody who loves the video game that's played on the computer. Okay. And they're very passionate. Like what I find about geeks is they're very, very passionate people. Typically, they're judged by their passion of like okay. how, like when, if we were to talk about a TV show, uh, like a sitcom or something like this, we could laugh about it, see what funny it is. But right. we're not going to talk about the overarching consistency of like each little right. minutia of detail. Right. But a geek would. Right. Um, right. Because we love it. We, right. We love talking about that stuff. It's it's one of those things too, like geeks tend to find each other. And I, I often talk about my wife who is a huge Firefly fan. She's okay. the one who voted against me getting Battlestar Galactica. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Marilyn. Uh, but, uh, she works at Starbucks. She's a barista. And, okay. and there's generally two things that happen while she's there. Um, when somebody new starts up, she'll start talking to them, get to know them. It's a coworker, those types yep. of things. Yep. And my wife is very personable. And eventually the conversation about Firefly comes up. Okay. In which she'll make, she'll quote it and they'll be like, oh, where that's from. Or they will say, oh, that's from Firefly. 
And there's two things that happen in either one yeah. of those answers. Um, there's if it's like, oh, that's Firefly, they're instantly best friends. Right. And for the rest of their shift and for the rest of the week and perhaps the rest of the time they've ever worked together, that's all they talk they about. They talk about Firefly. Okay. What is their favorite episode? What did they wish they could see? What are some of the theories that they might have? And right. And they, they just have fun quoting things back and yep. forth and finding reference. But the other conversation is somebody's like, oh, what's that from? It's like everything stops. There's this moment of silence. And my wife is like, it's from a TV show called Firefly. I have the DVDs. I will loan them to you. You need to watch it. You will love this show. And, <laughs> and then you will understand why I made that quote. So in your wife's <laughs> life, there are two kinds of people. There are people who watch Firefly and people who are about to watch Firefly. Yeah, that's that's okay. pretty much it. That is a very okay. apt description. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's that's really what we as geeks are i mean if you want to talk about uh evangelism within the church i think the geeks know how to do that far better <laughs> right on their thing right no kidding okay okay so you you had a small group and you you parsed firefly as yep. a, as a community you went back to your church and said this is working and we'd like to serve love and serve the geek community so what was what was your next move what did well, you guys do next? Well, we, we started to do, and uh, we came up with a very general structure, and we worked with the people that we started to invite to yeah. the group, people that we knew from various yeah. circles, and and we we figured out that we wanted to serve once a month, and that we, we realized very quickly, there's no manual on how to do this. Right. I mean, if we wanted to love and serve the poor... For the most part, there are many that have gone before us right. that have really seen, like, okay, the poor need food. <laughs> like, okay, they need yep. shelter, they need security, they need right. education, they need right. compassion, they need all those things. People have done that. Okay, so then what does the geek community need? Right. And we kind of sat there like, okay, well, we have an idea, but we're not sure. Right. And so if we're going to serve, let's just serve with the understanding that we're probably going to get it wrong. Okay. And once in a while, we might get it right, and we'll just right. figure it out along the way. Right. So you gave yourself <laughs> permission to take some risks risks, and, and maybe succeed, maybe not succeed. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it was interesting because the way we wanted to do it as well in our, in our past small group, we have this problem of inaction. Where everybody, we, we love this idea of serving, but everybody had their own idea of serving. Okay. And sometimes those ideas would come to conflict and because there were so many cooks in the kitchen or for some other circumstances, we never actually served. And it was always this thorn in our side. Like we just want yeah. to serve, but we can't yeah. figure out, we can't. And so the way that we approached our group was that we would pick one person and say, okay, this month, it's your turn to come uh -huh. up with an idea on how to love and serve the nerd and geek community. Right. There are no wrong answers, and it's right. everybody else's job to say yes. Okay. Like, just get on board. We'll figure it out along the okay. way. So one of the stories you told me was of, of uh, working to try to serve people who played D&D. &D. Yeah, and the, the one that didn't work. I love yes. that. Well, that's... <laughs> I, I think I think the thing is, like you know, sometimes when we tell our stories, it's it's only about the success stories. But we often learn more from the failure moments when we didn't Absolutely. get it right. Then sometimes, because success often remains unexamined, but failure always like what <laughs> what was that? So so tell me about that one because I think it's 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 just such a uh, such a discovery. I think. 
Well, we had this idea that uh, our small group met on a Wednesday night and uh, in the world, um, yes. Dungeons and Dragons has something called Encounter Nights. And, and generally they're done on Wednesday nights where right. uh, a bunch of board game stores, they'll run a Dungeons and Dragons night. They have this single encounter that people right. can drop in on, drop out on and, yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And so we're like, okay, these nights coincide could we do something for them? And somebody had this idea of, well, let's do a random act of kindness. Let's go right. and get, let's go and get some cheesies. Let's go and get pop. Let's go and get some Dr. Pepper, some Mountain Dew. We're going to, we'll call the game store ahead, make sure it's okay. Right, right, right. And we'll just bless the community with this. Yeah. And we, we came, the, the owner was like, yeah, come on in. And, and we go upstairs to where all these D and D players are playing. And we're like, yeah. Hey, we got some snacks here, some donuts, some cheesies. You guys hungry at all? No. And then they keep going back into their game and could not even look at us for longer than half a second. Wow. And we're stuck there with a dozen donuts, like <laughs> three bags of cheesies and a bunch of pop and nobody wants to touch any of it. And so we left it with the store owner and we talked with him for a bit. And afterward, we're like, well, why didn't this work? Like, what was that? Yeah. And it, it could have been very easy for us to say, oh, well, they're just socially awkward and move on. Right, right, right. Um, but we weren't, we didn't want to be satisfied with that answer. We yeah, said there had good. to be something, there had to be something more to it than that. Right. And what we realized was like, well, what does the nerd and geek community need? What is their need? Is their need Dr. Pepper, cheesies and donuts? Right. No, that wasn't it's their need. It's not that. Their need was they needed somebody to share their passion with. Right. They needed just as like when I started talking about Firefly, getting excited and yeah. geeks need somebody to share that passion with. And we realized those snacks would have been great and well received if we had sat down and played with them instead of kind of helicoptered in and just said, Hovered here, offered, over them. Yeah, and yeah. offered it and laughed. It would have been way more incredible if we sat down, played and said, oh, by the way, I brought a ton of snacks. You guys hungry? Oh, that's great. Would have been so much eat better. That's great. That's Hindsight's great. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Of course. But but that is often, honestly, I think you come by that solution very honestly, because that's often how we do uh, all of our helping uh, mm-hmm. in, in in church world is is this kind of run and gun, lob the good stuff in there, <laughs> get out, get in, get out kind of operation. And I, I think um, we sometimes miss the communal connection that just participating in the community, not in a as the community rather than some kind of top down. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a sort of one one down relationship or one up relationship that you as, you assume when you're trying to provide a good or a service to people that haven't asked for it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas playing D and D, it's already an open invitation. There's already a chair available for you to be at. So, but, I, but I, I just think that's such a, that's such a, a, a brilliant discovery. Really. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's genius. So tell me a little bit about how Geekdom House morphed from, from that experience. Well, from that experience, then we, we really started to figure out well, what does the community need? Yeah. Right. What is that need? And so, um, I had, I had discreetly, um, there was a, there was a geek journalism for Winnipeg. There was a, a website that oh, was okay. specifically for that. And so I was like, well, like I was I have a media and broadcasting background. I, I know journalistic yep. writing. I'm like, Hey, I'd love to write for you for free. Here's an article that I've sourced and written for you. You right. have to pay me. I'd love to just join up. And right. really 
one, I wanted to be a part of the geek community, but two, I knew this was going to open doors for me to talk to people that, so I could ask these questions. What do you need? Yeah. And there was, there was monetary things like we need space, we need internet. But one of the things that we, we realized was that they need more people to contribute to the artistic community. Interesting. And we saw that because that was almost an entry fee for you to be part of that culture. You have to make an artistic contribution as your offering, as your entrance fee into that. And that artistic contribution could be a lot of different things. It could be journalistic writing, which is how I ended up getting in. But it could be creative writing, could be storytelling, could be acting, could be uh, cosplaying, which is like costuming and dressing up, right? Um, you know, drawing, you know, yep. video gaming. Like, there's so much. So long as you're making an active contribution to that, yeah. oh, instant community and connection. Okay, okay. So, <clears throat> and again, I think that's very interesting because uh, sometimes we we uh, don't look for the open table already available, mm. and you 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 just found your seat at it. So so. Uh, you know, you 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 uh, uh, became involved in the in the comic book convention yep. uh, thing in your community. In your community, most major cities in the country, even minor ones now, are getting ha- comic have their cons. own comic book conventions, yeah. and these are annual events. Uh, and and you shouldn't be snowed under by the the title comic book convention because it probably has very little to actually do with comic books. They're they're there. Most of them are now kind of pitching themselves as pop culture convention. Right. Because they it, it's gotten so big and, and the expansion. It's not just comic books and comic book movies anymore. Yeah. It's all things pop culture. Right. It's and, Lord of the Rings. It's Doctor Who. It's Star Trek, Star Wars. I mean, those I'm talking about the major yes, things here. Absolutely. And and video game things uh and and odd cartoons on adult swim and and things like that even odder ones from japan like (laughs) anime yes all that right um and so you found uh an interesting connection into the the comic book convention tell me a little bit about that story well we knew that like as a small group we had Well, in Winnipeg, it's called C4, so Central Canada Comic Con, but for C4, we knew it was coming up. We knew that 35,000 people are going to be there in in a span of three days. We know that if we are who we say we are, this is is kind of our jam. Like, we need to be there, and we need to offer something. Right. And so we spent... Not cheesies. No, not cheesies. You didn't just go and buy 5,000 bags of cheesies. We knew we needed to offer something artistic. It wasn't just handing somebody something. Right. Um, But an an artistic offering. So we we brainstormed for a month, and finally we settled on this idea. And it actually... um, uh, The origin of the idea went back to a time when uh, my wife and I got to see a pre-screening of that Firefly movie called Serenity. And when we went to this pre-screening of yeah. the movie, we were dressed up. There's a few people dressed up. I bet everybody yeah. was diehard fans. Or, and before the movie, you're in your little pockets, your little cliques, right? Yeah. And, and Marilyn and I were there and we're talking and, and a few other people. You can kind of hear and everything else. And I don't know I don't know if it was Marilyn or me that started it. Um, but inside that TV show, there is a song 
Okay. Uh, there's one episode that you have this this mercenary guy who is, for the most part, not the nicest of guys and just kind of follows right. money, but he's still lovable. Right. And he goes to this town, this, you know, where he robbed a whole bunch of money from the guy and he's like right. hiding the whole time. He's like, he thinks he's wanted by the cops. They're in the bar and he's still hiding. And then the folk singer in the bar starts singing this folk song that is about how he is the greatest hero known to man. And he's like, what? And like, everybody's like, what is going on? And they just misinterpreted his actions. And then it became myth. And okay. there's a statue of him in town and everything. <laughs> and it's a very, very catchy song. And so my wife and I are there and we just start going, Jane, the man they call Jane. And we just start singing. And because everybody's a fan there. They yeah. all knew the words. Uh, and the theater just erupted, all of us together in song about this song. And we knew right. we knew the Interesting. we knew the like the individual verses. And right. not everybody knew that, so the volume would die down. But as soon as that chorus came again, it just got louder again. Wow. And like staff came in from the movie theater and they're like like, because there's not even like ads on the screen yet. Like, <laughs> it's just blank, a room full of people. What is going on wow. in this room? And we realize that there's something to do with that, like the song, okay, of bringing people together, yeah, to sing the songs, and and huh. like after after we sang that song in the theater, the idea of cliques were no more. People were sharing snacks between rows. Oh, people wow. were talking to each other and standing up, or somebody would say a quote and then somebody would finish the quote. Like it was right. just this. Suddenly, we were one giant community, and we thought, okay, let's do that. Okay, okay. So we have seven people. And we decided to hire a choir director. Okay. As one does. <laughs> so we, we, we redid our research. We found a choir director. Is that on Craigslist? Or like, what do you do? <laughs> we kind of friend of a friend. Okay, all you right. Know, that enough, sort of thing. Enough, fair enough. We hired them to come and uh, we, we brainstormed a whole bunch of songs. And these were the songs that you would find. Uh, both in, essentially present in Nordic geek culture. So whether they would be like a, a cartoon from the eighties, like a theme song, okay. like Canadians would know uh, Rocket Robin Hood, right, from yep. CBC, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, or we would do like from Lord of the Rings, uh, right, like Misty Mountain, Misty well, Mountain, Hobbit, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but there was also like that's what Bilbo Baggins hates. There was, there right. was we did right. the drinking songs from Lord of the Rings were right. in there, and we also looked at what guests were coming. Okay. And, and so that year, five of the dwarves from The Hobbit were coming. Oh, so, okay. So, okay. So okay. we knew well, people are going to be dressing like Lord of the Rings, so we should probably do something like that. Right. Um, and so, okay. So we got our song list. We're good to go. Right. We're going to, we have no idea how it's going to work out. We're going to show up on Saturday morning. We got choir robes from a small church in Southern Manitoba <laughs> that donated choir robes. Like, That's Sweet. great. That's great. And we wandered around and we just started singing in random places and people were like, do you take requests? We're like, absolutely. And we have the list of songs and it's like, but the only catch is you have to sing it with us. And so oh, <laughs> I come in and sing that's with good. us. And it was, it was quite the experience. Uh, we started to, we also wanted to bless the guests that mm-hmm. were there. So the celebrity guests that were there. Yeah. And we did, uh, we went to the hobbits that were there, the dwarves from the hobbit that were there. Yeah. And we sat in line. We waited in line. It gets to my, and I'm, I go up to um, uh, Philly was the dwarf. And I, yeah. Like, you know, we have this, we wanted to welcome you to Winnipeg with song. Uh, we prepared uh-huh. something for you guys. Yeah. Will. And so we did this rendition of that's what Bilbo Baggins hates when they're washing the dishes right. and everything's yeah. going yeah. around. Yeah. And they, in like, 
because it was like five of them in a line. So you kind of go down the line and we're just talking to the first one. Right. Well, the other four stopped signing autographs to others and just got up and they're all like in front of us. And halfway through the song, they're jumping on the tables that they're on. They're dancing and singing with us. That's cool. And uh, we had this, uh, there was a gentleman there who was one of the voices for Sailor Moon, uh, an anime. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he, he was the voice of the cat actually, but we sang the Sailor Moon theme song to him and he's like, nobody's ever done that to me. And he had a bit of a tear. Oh, wow. And so he invited, he's like, I'm going to do a Sailor Moon panel. Would you guys like to like be the opening entertainment for the panel? <laughs> That's great. And so it's like, there's people in our group that have never been to a con before. And now they're like in a panel, in a panel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> singing yeah. Wow, on stage. Wow, wow, wow. And we had people being like, you know, uh, why are you doing this? And that was the best question. I loved when they asked that right. question because I would, I'd be honest and be like, well, actually, we're a small group of Christians and we're geeks and we wanted to find something that we could bring that would be a blessing to everybody. And we figured song would be the way to go. Yeah. And it was like their jaws just hit the floor, like <laughs> not their expectation right. of what a Christian would be in front right. of them or right, what right, they, right, perhaps what right. they've experienced before. Yeah. And it opened up so many conversations We're like, well, I'm not a Christian, but can I join you guys? Absolutely. There is room for you at our table. Yeah, that's cool. And so we did it the following year. So we went from seven and then we had 21 people mm-hmm. in the choir for the second year. 21. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> and we had two choir directors this oh, time. <laughs> as one yeah. needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it was so much fun. And we started adding guitar to things. And in the second, the second rendition, there was, was one moment where... Uh, the way they set up the line, so they have tape on the floor and yeah. and they have like X'd out places like don't stand here because they want right. to keep some order and they don't have right. turnstiles and stuff. Yeah. Well, we're a group of, you know, 15, 20 people, right? Yeah. And so we're standing in a line, but we're kind of ballooning out everywhere. And I'm feeling terrible because I'm the leader. I'm in the front and, you know, and I've got a security guard right next to me. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like I don't want to get in trouble. And so I, I go to the security guard. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we're just, we're a bit of a, and I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm stumbling over my words, trying to figure out how to explain this to yeah. him. And he's like, oh no, 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 no. You're the C4 wandering minstrels. No, you're good. Don't even worry about it. You're up next. <laughs> I'm like, wow, we're earning a reputation. Wow. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's been fun. And so things, things went well for you at the comic book uh, conventions. And then you started doing a thing called Geekdom House Live. Yeah. So tell me just, just briefly about, about that. That's. That's a, that's sort of a new thing for you. Yeah, it? yeah. The the easiest way to explain it is that uh, more and more people asked to become part of our small group, but my house was only so big. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and and we still wanted some level of fellowship and intimacy that we could right. share with, right. and and right. we needed that as a group. But we didn't want to deny this. Right. And so we're like, well, what if we were to do a large group one? What would that look like? Right. And so we pulled some money together and we rented a cafe, a small yep. uh, used bookstore slash coffee cafe slash music venue. And we rent that out on a mm-hmm. Tuesday night. And then we do sort of the same thing. So we start off, we welcome people, we watch a show together. Yep. Uh, after that, we do a coffee break. And then I bring up two people and I call yep. them experts, which would be in quotation marks. Um, really, yep. they're just two people that I know. Right. 
And but we, the truth is, geeks generally are experts. Yes, but th- there are there are different levels of experts. Right, right. <laughs> right. I get that. I get that. Because it's it's fun when it's a show that like I'm I'm not as familiar with as perhaps most of the crowd is, and if right. I stumble on something, oh man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear about it? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there okay. is heckling, and I love it. It's great. Yeah. But so I'll bring these two up, and we kind of just we start with very very simple questions, like what is the theme of the show? What did you like about it? What did you uh, what was going through your mind when this character said this and, mm-hmm. and just simple type questions that anybody could really answer. But the, the idea is that I eventually turn these questions toward the audience to start a larger group conversation, because I know if I started with just a large audience, it would be crickets. Nobody would talk. Mm-hmm. And, and we learned this because we did a test one before we started doing it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because <laughs> we test everything. And so we started doing this and more and more there's interaction going back okay. and forth. And so the way that I've kind of planned the night is uh, a lot of prayer and, and study. And I generally have like two or three, sometimes even four paths that we could potentially go. But I let... I let our discussion kind of lead us in, in a direction and I just want to be educated enough to offer further insight to help build that direction. Yeah. And so sometimes we go here and sometimes we go there, but it's, I let it go where the community needs it right. to go. So it's like, it's almost like the small group thing, but in a, in a larger in context, a larger context cafe. Yeah. And we, we break, we break into smaller groups at some points in time. We do some of the smaller things and then we bring them all together to share our findings. Um, We have some time to be a little bit more intimate, which you're you're open to if you want or not. And, and then we wrap it up with a benediction. So, so if this is, this is great. And I want to have you on some, some other episodes here, talk a little bit more about some of the things that you guys are doing. Cause it's, it's not just all of the things you described. There's, there's tons going on. So if, if someone wanted to connect in with Geekdom House, how would they get a hold of you? How would they find you? Well, we do have our website, uh, geekdomhouse.com. One, one thing, a caveat I would put about our website is that most people go to our website assuming that, oh, well, you're, it's for donors. Websites are generally for donors. Right. Ours isn't. Ours right. is for geeks. <laughs> right. And right. you'll notice it. We have tons and tons of articles. Yeah. Um, but that is us. That's, and that's mostly you. Then. Yeah. That. And and that and it's just people that we found in the community we have. That right. This is our artistic contribution. Right. So don't be scared by that. If you're looking to more, you can look on mission or contact us on our website, geekdomhouse.com. Well, that is Kyle Rudge. And he is... Uh, the Admiral of <laughs> Geekdom House. So if you wanna if you wanna connect with them, you can find them online, geekdomhouse.com and uh, uh, check them out sometime. And maybe if you're in the Winnipeg area, you'll be able to take in one of these uh, Geekdom House live events. I I intend to take my sons to this because I think they're gonna love it. Cool. Love Thanks. It. Thanks, Kyle. Well, that was a great interview with Kyle Rudge. If you're interested in checking out what they are up to with Geekdom House, you can find them online, geekdomhouse.com. We will have a link to the website as well in our show notes. That's right. You know, I really love Kyle's voice. He's got a a radio quality to it. He was actually on uh, the radio Winnipeg. Um, And they also, Geekdom House has their own podcast it's called 
affinity, sorry, infinity plus one. So you should check that out too. It's really great to get your geek on. If you want to really go deep on Iron Man versus Captain America, you want to listen for an hour about anime, you want to check out or talk about video games, superheroes, all of that stuff. Um, and there's just really good writing on Geekdom House too. So do yourself a favor and, and check out what they're doing. And if you're in the Winnipeg area, like I mentioned in the interview, I really think you should go and check out one of these Geekdom House live events. They, they sound like a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, big thanks to Kyle Rudge for a great interview. And thanks so much to you, our listeners, for checking us out and hanging out here with the New Leaf Project. We will see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the New Leaf Podcast. You can find us on the web at newleafnetwork.ca or head on over to our Facebook page, New Leaf Network. We have events, workshops, and conversations happening all the time. We would love if you could join us as we share the stories of planters and stars all across Canada.